What percentage of your current employees would you say are A players? What percentage? 50%, 30%, 60%, 22%? What percentage? According to Brad Smart, only about 20 to 30% of employees in most businesses are A players, which by definition, of course, means that 70, 80% are not. So somewhere between, let's say, one in three or one in four, maybe one in five are A players. And that's a very big problem for you. Why? Because your job as a leader is to produce results through other people. And if you want to grow and scale your business quickly, you need to have a really good leveraged team to build off of. And it's not just that A players are better than B players. They're usually a multiple better, like two to five X, and B players are two to five X C players. Which means that if you're looking across your team and you have a lot of C players, a couple B players, maybe one or two A players, then the amount of production that that team can produce is minimal. If you could then take some of those players and change them out and put in A players, it could literally be a game changer for you and your company. Your ability to produce and achieve more dramatically grows when you've got the right people on the team. All that makes sense, doesn't it? Well, there's one big question. How do you do it? Like, how do you get more and more A players on your team? Well, that's what I want to solve for you today. And I want to give you five keys today that will help you build a better team of A players moving forward. And once you master these five, it'll make it infinitely easier for you to do that, which means that you as a leader will automatically get better because you're going to have more A players on your team. So these are five simple principles. The challenge, of course, is implementing them. So number one, the first key to being able to hire more A players is to clearly define what an A player is. Now, don't run by this because you might be thinking, of course, an A player is an A player. Yeah, but what is an A player? Like, define it. If you were to take out a piece of paper and just write down what is an A player, could you do it? Most business owners can't. They're looking for something that they haven't clearly defined. And you know, if you have a nebulous goal, you're going to have nebulous results. You need to have a clearly defined picture of what an A player is so that you can look at a candidate and say, hey, do they fit this picture or not? So if you were going to make a list, what would be on your list? Let me give you a couple ideas. And by the way, I did a podcast on this, an episode a couple years ago on can you turn B players into A players? And I go into more detail on this. But Somebody might say, well, an A player is somebody who's resourceful, meaning that instead of them coming and saying, how do I do this? They would just figure it out. Like you delegated the task to them and they're resourceful. They run into a problem. They try to figure it out on their own before they ever come to you. So it's like, hey, A players do that. They just kind of figure it out. Or you might say an A player is somebody who's really smart. Uh, Now, of course, you may not. And As a company, you have to choose what an A player looks like and what an A player in one company looks like and what it looks like in another company can be different. What it looks like based on the position in your company, an A player as a salesperson may look very different than an A person in your accounting department. So you just have to define what does this person look like? What do we think an A player is in our company and in this department? Uh, Maybe you might say that uh, an A player is somebody who takes personal responsibility and doesn't make excuses. Or you might say an A player is uh, someone who doesn't watch the clock. They arrive early, they stay late, they just get it done. But you have to write up, what does this person look like? Because once you have that picture, then when you're looking at candidates, you can say, hey, do they fit this picture? And you can ask questions to say, hey, is this the kind of person who watches the clock or not? Is this the kind of person um, who takes personal responsibility or not? Like You can't 
evaluate somebody on something that's really nebulous. So step one, if you want to have more A players, is clearly define what an A player is. It seems so obvious, but so few do it. So do the thing that most people don't do. Clearly define what an A player is. That will help you immensely. So that's number one. Number two. Second thing is you need to clearly define the results you expect for that position. Most job descriptions, and a lot of small businesses don't even come up with a job description, but it usually goes right to the responsibilities. Well, you're not paying people for responsibilities. You're paying people for results. So you want to get absolutely clear on the results that you want. So for example, let's say you're looking for a salesperson and you know they might be thinking, hey, you know, I can make 10, 15 outbound calls a, a day or a week. You know, maybe, hey, how about 50 a week? That sounds pretty good. And you might be thinking, no, they should be making 50 outbound calls per day. Well, if you're not really clear on that, then you're not going to be asking about their production and what they're you know, capable of doing. And you're not going to ha- allow them to look at a job description and go, well, I don't want to be held accountable to that standard. Very few job descriptions actually have the results expected in there. Whatever they are, you need to put them in there so that someone can look in and go, yeah, I can meet that or I can't meet that. Now, the cool part for you when picking A players is that A players not only want to know what's expected, they want to know how they can surpass that. So if they're looking at you know 50 outbound calls a day, they're looking at, I can do that. Like That's not a problem. B and C players are going to go, that seems like a pretty high number. right? You're going to immediately spot out B and C players simply by clearly defining the results because they want to be held accountable. B and C players usually don't. A players want to know exactly what's required. So whether you use OKRs or KPIs, totally up to you. But be crystal clear on what are the results that you expect, not just what are the job responsibilities, but the results that you expect. That's number two, because A players love to know there's a target and they need to not only hit it, but they're going to prove to you that they can exceed it. That's number two. The third thing, if you want to hire more A players on your team, is you want to make sure that you are attractive to an A player. In other words, your company needs to be attractive to an A player. A players are almost always employed, right? You're going to be recruiting somebody away from a workplace now. And for them to go from where they are to your place, there has to be something that's going to attract them to that. It might be the culture of your company. It might be your mission or your vision or what you want to accomplish. It might might be some kind of new innovation or new technology or something that you're doing. It might be the comp package, by the way. Uh, a lot of business owners kind of look at what the average is and they go, like, that's what we're going to pay. A players know their value in the market. And if you put average pay, you're only going to get average employees. If you want A players, you got to pay well. And you're not going to get an A player by paying average. Now, you can get plenty of people who want to apply for a job if you're paying well. But you're not going to get an A player without a paying well. So, you know, that needs to be attractive. But that's not the only thing. It might be the opportunities in the job. It might be that, you know, certain mentors that they will have uh, that will help develop them. Or maybe you have a growth book that might be interesting and attractive. So you need to make sure that your company is attractive to an A player. And by the way, that also means you need to have some A players on your team. A players like to work with other A players. So as you're trying to recruit more of them, you've got to figure out how do I make this environment, this company attractive to an A player so they want to come work here because they're going to leave where they're gainfully employed to come to your company. It needs to be attractive for them to want to say yes. So that would be number three. So you clearly define what you mean by an A player. You clearly define the results expected. You make sure that your company is attractive to an A player. The fourth thing that I would suggest to you is this. You want to get more 
candidates. You want to get more candidates. The challenge for most business owners and entrepreneurs that I've met is that they get two or three, five or eight candidates and they're like, oh, that, that's all we're going to get. I, I'm going to pick one of those. And the problem is a math problem. You're probably not going to find an A player out of those two or five or eight or maybe even 10 candidates. You need to get lots of candidates, more in the range of 40, 50, 60, 80, even 100 or more candidates. It's a numbers game. Out of all of those candidates, you'll probably find an A player but it's hard to find an A player out of two or five or eight candidates, which is what most small companies run into. So you just need to get more of them. And by the way, like I said, they're gainfully employed. So just going on to Indeed or other job boards and assuming that you're going to find the great candidates, probably not. You're going to have to reach out to people currently employed. And you're going to have to make an attractive offer, which is why step three was so important. But you need to figure out whatever that number is. Like you say, hey, we're not going to start evaluating until we get 50 candidates in. Now, if you're using a recruiter, not a problem. They should be getting the 50 and then sorting those down and giving you their top five choices, their top three choices. So they've done the, the weeding part. But if you're doing it internally, you got to be thinking you know, 30, 40, 50, 60, 80. Get lots of candidates because out of that pool, you're probably going to be able to find at least one good A player. It's a math game. Just realize it's a math game and stop looking at small numbers. Uh, if you do that, you'll probably find more A players. So that's number four. And then the fifth and final one that I would recommend to you is this. Make sure that you develop and use a strategic hiring process every time. The problem I see with business owners all the time is that they will find somebody they want to hire and they just want to go hire that. And they don't vet them through the process, even if they have a process. Now, most people don't have a process, but you should have a process with step A, step B, step C, step D. It should involve you know multiple people being part of the interview process. It should involve some kind of test where you're trying to find out if the people can actually do the thing that they say they can do uh, before you actually hire them. You know, there should be some background checks. What business owners do is they skip all of that when they find somebody they want to hire. I would recommend that, you know, if Brad Smith's numbers are right, that only 20 to 30% are A players, that you should know that 70 to 80% of the time you're not picking A players. Maybe there's a better way. And that better way is to have a process that you use every single time. Because if you use the process every single time, yes, you might miss out on an A player here and there who just doesn't want to go through the process. Okay, it is what it is. But you increase the probability of you actually hiring a good person when you, in fact, walk through the process every single time. Because when you skip steps, there's a higher probability that something won't be caught, and then you'll hire somebody, and then a month in, three months in, six months in, you go, what in the world do we do? Oh, the problem all went all the way back to the hiring process. We skipped that step. Don't skip steps. So if you clearly define what an A player is, you clearly define the results that you expect. If you make sure that your company is attractive and the package is attractive to that person, if you make sure that you get a lot more candidates than you have, and if you have a process and you use it every single time, you highly increase the probability that you're going to hire an A player. And when you hire that A player, remember, they're going to produce at 2 to 5x what a B player is, and 2 to 5x a B player over a C player. So make sure you hire primarily A players and a couple B players, and you will increase your leverage, which will allow you to produce more, which will allow you as leader of your company to grow and scale your company faster. So which of those is most important to you right now, this week, as you begin the process of trying to hire better players? 
So I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you did, I encourage you to hit the subscribe button. If you haven't subscribed yet, make sure you smash the like. Um, and then come back next week as I will present to you another idea in growth school that will help you grow and scale a self-operating business that can double every 12 to 36 months. So until our next episode, Bruce out.